Oh, fuck, it's flicker. <laughs> what? It's a big... <laughs> okay, it's not Hello and welcome to All Through a Lens. This is the podcast about film photography where we discuss a little more than just film photography. I'm Banya. And I'm Eric. On today's show, we are talking New Year's resolutions, our newish zine, and uh, an interview with Aloy Anderson. Oh, and zine reviews. We, we swear. swear. A lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. Oh, uh, but first, Vanya, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. I am very happy that all the holidays are done. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The holidays can kind of suck it. I know it's only been like two weeks, not even that, because we did the dev party. Yeah. <laughs> but it seemed like such a long time. We were like in a really good rhythm schedule. Yeah, we were. And then we took like a week off and then all chaos happened and hell broke loose. <laughs> but we're back. <laughs> Yes. We're back. So, yeah, I mean, I, I went surfing today. I tested a new camera and it failed. Uh, I put a zine out of portraits yes. and been shooting a little bit of 4x5. And I'm determined to find some more ectochrome, if possible. That's the, the, the weird, like what they call retrochrome, the 2253 stuff. Yeah, yeah. I cross-processed it and took some wave shots and... I am just dying. I need more. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. I sent you that roll thinking that it was something else and thinking that I have tons of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Turns out neither of those things are true. <laughs> yeah, I remember because I was like, what's up with this? Do you have any more? I said yes, <laughs> but I apparently meant no. I've got no more at all of that. Uh, oh, well. oh, well. So tell me, Eric, what have you been up to? Tell us all. At some point in the not-too-distant past, talked about the film that we're going to be, quote-unquote, rebranding. It was the Tasmamikrat 200. It's this Soviet microfilm that's really low ISO. We were going to try to uh, show people what it's like and give people roll, roll, give people the chance to shoot it. And uh, it's, but we got a we got what a, a, a thousand feet. Of it. Yeah, just a thousand feet, no big just deal. A thousand feet. And so uh, my thought was, I'm going to quickly test this film, find out the ISO, and everybody can shoot it. There has been nothing but problems. I ran into this bizarre light leak problem that I can't even really describe. But it turns out it was the bulk film loader but nothing like i've ever seen before because there are these like even lines of light leaks at the beginning of each new roll of film which makes no sense and i'm not describing it well because it's indescribable <laughs> it, was, it was madness oh, yeah, but yeah, so i'm yeah. um, so today i i figured out the problem i isolated the problem and i and i shot and developed two rolls of it they're hanging right now i will hopefully have them scanned at some point I'm trying to find times for developing in Rodinol and HC110. And after that, everybody's kind of going to be on their own for figuring out the way that you want to develop it and really the way you want to shoot it because I have a feeling I'm not going to be able to figure it out. So good luck, guys. <laughs> yeah. Did you throw that bulk loader away, by the way? I, I, mm -hmm. What are you doing with it? Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, I don't know. As, I, I'm, I, I, I will. I will throw Will it you? I will. Okay, so I went to Freestyle and messaged Eric like, hey, I'm going to Freestyle. What do you need? Mm -hmm. Do you need like a bulk loader? And he's like, oh, I have so many. It's totally fine. I do though. Yeah, they're all old <laughs> and have light leaks in them. Not all of uh, them. This one in particular and another okay, one. Okay, so put a big X on it. And I will probably throw it out, but I would like to figure out why it's doing this. All right. I want to have you start the answering machine because I'm not over at your house anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the question we had for people this episode was uh, based on the new year. It is a new year. It's 2020. It's a new fucking decade. So what is your film photographical resolution or your, your project for the new year? What are you doing differently? What, what the hell does the new year mean to you, if anything? And we actually got a lot of responses and we're going to listen to them now. I shall push the button. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey guys, thanks for the great podcast and also for the zine. I just received it. It's beautiful. Uh, this is Sam Warner, the Unrecovering Photography Addict on Instagram. Um, what am I going to do differently this year? I 
think my goal this year is going to be to maybe shoot less, but spend a lot more time on uh, exposure, composition, uh, with the ultimate goal of just getting more keepers. Uh, thanks again. Bye. Oh, that's a good one to start. Yeah, I'm kind of there too, but you know, I'm there every every year. <laughs> I want to shoot less and spend more time on setup. So you're getting into four by five now. Yes. And you can't really help but but spend more time on setup with that. Yeah, that's kind yeah. Of... It's definitely shoot less and spend more time on setup. How are you liking that? Well, the last time I shot was when I went up into the mountains and then I got stuck up there in the snow. Yes, because you're from L.A. and don't understand what snow is. (laughs) Yes. And I didn't bring my tripod, of course. So I was doing some handheld shooting. It's a little difficult with that camera. Uh, I really want to kind of get the um, rangefinder nailed because I would love to just shoot handheld with that. I. Now this is you're you're shooting a what now? A Graflex pacemaker speed graphic. So nice. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so gear talk. Sorry. It's not gear you you just named the camera. It's not a, it's not really gear talk. You're fine. You're fine. I want to continue trying to hand hold it, mm-hmm. shoot it, kind of get that process a little bit more nailed down. Take more formal portraits. Probably. Oh, and try to uh, cut down on dust drink scanning, because that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I think this is both of us. Yes. In in one. Um, I really appreciate the probably, because he was so... <laughs> this is uh, memories underscore in underscore silver on Instagram. And I really, really appreciate the take more formal portraits probably (laughs) because that's really how i'm doing a lot of my planning Mm -hmm. with life in general right now (laughs) you have an unimaginably huge amount of dust on your negatives i don't understand why or how that's possible i don't get it i don't understand it's just impossible to like get a good scale without any lint and it drives me absolutely insane Sometimes I just give up. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to scan this very linty, and that's the vibe I'm going for. What I'm hoping to do in this next year is twofold. First off, I'm applying to grad school to get my Master of Fine Arts in Photography, so I'm hopeful I get accepted and am able to start attending school. Secondly, I'd love to start making zines and also just getting my work out there more. I already do 365 projects with my digital camera, and I just can't afford it with film, but maybe something, you know, weekly or monthly, something like that, to keep in practice. So those are my goals for 2020. We'll see how they go. Oh my gosh. That those way. baby toys in the background are so cute. Little wind chimes. There's little, you hear the, the little baby coos. Yes. Adorable. Adorable. <laughs> Hannah's one of the most hardcore photographers that we know. Mm-hmm, definitely. She's the one who did the solo winter hike while being pregnant, like six months pregnant or whatever it was. And that's, I mean, I got a feeling that's pretty badass. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the zines too. Yes. I would love to see her work in print. Absolutely, absolutely. Please, do, everybody, just do a zine this year. Hey, happy almost new year. Uh, as for 2020, I'm going to get out there all the things that are parked on my hard drive. I have made so many images that have only been seen online, and I don't feel like people relate to the images on social media or online very well at all. So I'm really going to make it a point to materialize my images in materials. Of course, photography is a pretty pricey uh, investment, not only of time, but also of money and resources. And um, so I'm going to focus my time differently. And after I get my work out, I'm not sure if I'll continue photography, actually. Um, I'm kind of really at a juncture where I'm not sure I'll continue photography or not. 
one of the main reasons why we do our zines because I think a lot of people feel that it is they overthink what needs to be printed what doesn't need to be printed and what usually happens is that motivation goes away and you get a little bit like self at least for me I get a little self-conscious about my work and then I just won't print so doing zines instead of doing a book kind of makes it a little bit easier to pick things like okay it's just a small little magazine. It's not a big deal. It's not a big book. It's not like my life's work, but it's a way to kind of get your photographs printed. So it's a tangible piece of work, but not necessarily like make it this huge deal. She mentioned perhaps giving up photography, almost like she's done. Like, okay, I've, I've done this. And, that's, and, that's, and, that, and if that's what she wants to do, that's fine. You know, it's when I look into the future, I want to be like this super old lady doing wet plates. Like that's what I want to do and just be doing maybe like a specific piece in photography. Yeah. You know, maybe finding my own right now. I'm kind of just still finding what I like the most, you know, and I'm kind of exploring all these parts, even with the like dev party. I'm so excited to like, maybe just try different techniques and make my own developer and make my own fixers and stop ass. Like, you know, there's just so many parts, parts of photography that I haven't really discovered for myself yet. And I'm still looking forward to that. That's kind of what we're here for. If you're not enjoying yourself, why do this at all? Yeah. You know, I mean, and if she's not enjoying herself with photography, and she wants to stop doing it, that's great. I definitely understand where she's coming from. It's really funny how this platform, we use it showing our photography, but really, it's it is not a really a good platform for photographers. No. I think we I think we both look at photography in different ways than we used to now that we're doing zines. Absolutely. I don't think how is this going to look on Instagram or how is this going to look on Flickr? My my thought when I take a photo if I have any thought at all is how is this going to be presented in a zine? How is how am I going to present this? And I really like that different feel to it rather than how many likes is this going to get? Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that. I like that. There's nothing wrong with wanting I mean there really isn't anything wrong with wanting likes. People like your stuff and you know that's that feels good. Hi, Eric and Vanya. This is Matt um, at MoonRecord32 on Instagram. So the project I'm going to try to do or continue to do this next year would be going back and photographing all the small Texas towns that I grew up in. I started this last year by um, photographing my old elementary school before it was torn down. But been kind of haven't really done much with it since. So hopefully I'll get to do that this year. Thanks. Love the show. Wow. I am like so inspired by that. You have lived a bunch of places. I have. I've I've moved maybe like 12 times in my childhood. Have you ever thought about going back to these places and photographing them? Have you ever even thought of that? No, um, I do. I have gone back to a few places just like drove through with my daughter. Well, yeah, in Smith River, we drove by the house and they painted it purple, like this lilac color with like yellow trim. And I was like, holy shit, why would you do that? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> but have you thought about going back to like, you lived in Memphis for a little while. Have you thought about going back there and, and shooting like the places that you remember? I would like to stop in every place and photograph where I lived. At least, I think every single house that I lived in, yeah, if it's still, if most of them are still there, it would be interesting to go through my mom's photographs and see if she has photos when we actually lived there and see if I can match up the angle of how she took it and then I could take it too. Oh, Ding. yeah, nice. Moonraker, thank you so much. I'm like so excited. I want to do this too. Hey guys, it's Jana. Uh, my Instagram is Jana underscore Obscura. And I saw your Instagram post and I just wanted to follow up because um, the question that you posed, you know, what am I going to be doing differently for 2020? That's something I've actually been considering recently. Uh, I have a lot of different cameras. I shoot a lot of different sort of styles and looks between instant and lens and pinhole. And I kind of, uh, I don't have necessarily like, you know, entire series of works, but I think I have a lot of bodies of different styles. And I think my goal for 2020 is to focus on one of those, maybe focus on just really using one or two cameras, one or two film stocks, and really targeting on creating a whole series uh, of something that I'm proud of. Um, 
from there, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. I've always thought about doing a zine, but... So if you guys don't follow Jana Obscura, she's got some pretty amazing stuff. She has a lot of variety in her feed mm-hmm. and her, in her photos. And to see that she is thinking about, you know, really focusing on one style, even one, one or two cameras, one or two emulsions, that's interesting. I had been very against that for me, myself. Like I've said, if somebody else wants to do it, go for it. But the more I scale down, the more I feel like, well, maybe eventually I'll end up there. She lives in your town. She does, yeah. <laughs> I was going to give you shit about it, but it's okay, I won't. Hello, Jonas, aka Colomaton here. Well, for uh, next year, I was planning to do it for this Christmas, well, you know, uh, but I'm planning to do a sign, uh, a photo book from um, uh, pictures I, I've taken and printed out in the dark room, and then I'll do some copies and have it as a sign also. Uh, I won't tell more because uh, uh, it's a bit of a surprise for some special friends. But I'll keep you guys posted. Cheers and have a great year. And thanks for all the shows this year. I'm really looking forward to the next show. Bye. I'm so glad he calls every single time. (laughs) He's my favorite. Oh, we can't pick (laughs) favorites. We can't pick favorites. (laughs) But if we were going to pick favorites. Yes. I, uh, we won't tell anybody about the secret photo book. Yeah, no one listens. <laughs> oh, I like the idea. But yes, print your work somehow, whether it's darkroom, whether it's digital printing, whether it's zines or a photo book. It's so important to get that out there and do it. And I mean, it's not, not everybody is, is able to do it, but if you can do it, definitely do it. Definitely do it. Okay, so we heard from a bunch of amazing photographers. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. And it's time for us to answer. So, Eric, I would like for you to go first. What's your answer? Okay, well, okay, I was or going... Or goal, actually. I'm sorry. What's your goal? Yes, I don't have the answer, just like Bad Religion does not have <laughs> the answer. Don't tell me about the answer, cause then another one will come along soon. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I was okay. You're so I, LA. I'm sorry. <laughs> I whatever. Um, I was going to say for the 2020, I was going to shoot zero 35 millimeter shots, which I realize sounds really pompous. Um, I don't mean it to be that way, but I, I just kind of wanted to take a break from it. Not oh, I'm only going to shoot medium format because that that is that, that's a ridiculous statement. But I was going to say no 35 millimeter. But uh, we recently <laughs> got a thousand foot roll of go fuck yourself. And <laughs> I have no choice but to shoot 35 millimeter film this year. So I'm going to do that at least to test this stuff out and to really get used to it. And so maybe I'll only shoot this, but I'm definitely, definitely going to be shooting a lot less 35. Like I'll be taking trips without 35 millimeter cameras. You know, uh, I'm just, I'm very tired of developing it. I'm tired of scanning it. I'm tired of, all the problems that can go wrong with it. And I realize that is on me, not on the format. A lot of people shoot some amazing 35 millimeter shots that are brilliantly developed, brilliantly taken, brilliantly scanned. I'm not, I think it's harder to do all of those things with 35. And so really it's not a pompous thing. It's a lazy thing. (laughs) Uh, But also this year, I kind of want to focus more on I want to focus on a lot of the stuff that we're doing. Yes. Like with the podcast and with the zines and stuff. I kind of want to focus on my work not being just for me, mm-hmm. which I think is a really important thing for me to do because I am I am a shut-in. And I really need to break out of that a little bit and try some new things this year and really kind of see my work as part of something else other than my work. So I want to do like zines with you and stuff with you and all of that so like people break out of their shells in different ways and this is me really kind of breaking out of my my solitary shell so i want to i want to do that that's kind of what i want to focus upon 
Eric is such a pain in the ass to work with. Oh my god, you guys, he's it's, awful. I am. See, I'm, 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 I'm just saying. Oh, I want to do this, and you're, you're sitting there going, "No, God, please, no, please. no." He's amazing. It's been so fun to collaborate with Eric. We have completely different styles, and for some reason, we just work well together. It's true. I mean, we're very different in a lot of ways. Like chocolate chip cookies, I, um. I think walnuts and chocolate chip cookies are, are possibly the dried ass cracklings of Satan, but <laughs> you are all for them. I am also like maybe four chocolate chips at the most. I, four I almost chocolate chips don't. in a cookie. Yeah. So like not cookie. more no, than that. I don't like no, too many chocolate chips in my shush. cookies. No, stop talking. <laughs> stop talking. So why don't, why don't, okay. No, don't stop talking. <laughs> Because you have to answer this too. What what are, what are your goals for 2020? I've been recently organizing my office. It's kind of a nightmare right now. And I just noticed I have a ton of cameras that I don't use. Some of them have been given to me. And I have this thing where if someone gives me a camera, I have to shoot with it right away to see if it works. And I have to put it in rotation. So a lot of those cameras have gone out of rotation and I just really need to kind of find new homes for them. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm going to be reselling them <laughs> for ridiculous amounts of money. Honestly, um, I know that there's a few people I talked to that were wanting to like kind of break into like shooting film. So I'll probably end up just like giving the cameras away. Um, they were given to me that way, or I purchased them for five or ten dollars when I got really lucky, you know, five years ago, even. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. So, yeah, things have changed, but I don't really need to make a profit on them. I would kind of just want to share the love. Yeah. You're not a camera flipper. That's nice. You know, since we've been talking about testing our film, we are going to be talking with Aloy, who actually tests film as well. Yeah, I've been talking to Aloy Anderson on Flickr for a couple of years now, maybe. I've really enjoyed his photography, and I've really enjoyed the way he just goes out there and, and, and experiments with a lot of different things. He's tested the new Metropolis film quite a bit. And I really like what he's doing with it. I like a lot of what other things he's doing. He's doing in-camera cyanotypes. And yes. Yes. So let's, let's just, <laughs> just shut the hell up and, and give him a call. Hey, this is Aloy. How you doing? Oh, it's great. This is Eric and Vanya from All Through Lens. How are you doing? Uh, hey. Doing awesome. Thanks for inviting me on the show, man. It's an awesome privilege. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see after we're done. <laughs> oh, oh, you put me through the ringer. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll start with the first question. It's the same question that we've asked uh, the listeners. And that's like, well, it's a, it's a new year. 2020 just started. Do you have any film photographical resolutions or projects that you're doing or, or ideas or things you want to do for the new year? Uh, yes. Um, in Miami, like a lot of big cities, there a lot. There's a lot of old neighborhoods that are being like bulldozed, and you know they're putting condominiums and kind of gentrifying them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And these neighborhoods are really interesting, and they have a lot of history. So uh, what I want to do is is like photograph them, document them, and the people before that happens. You know, um, that's something I've, I've been wanting to do. Yeah, I've actually been to Miami once. I just really enjoyed the architecture there. There's like so many bright, like bold colors and like round corners. It's just gorgeous. So um, yeah, was my beach you went? My friend lived in Little Haiti. Wow, nice. that's awesome. you okay? I, I like that you went. You visited the the real part of Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Proud of you. Yay. So what do you <laughs> what do you plan on doing with those then? Um it's just a personal project. I hope hmm. one day to make a zine. I know you guys do zines. We do. Um and I, so I have a lot of photos saved on my hard drive that are I can make a many different zines from. So I'm just just building like a re like a catalog uh for the day when I decide to, to put something together. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we're oh, both very familiar with, with saving photos for zines. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's, and and another, one more thing I want to do is, you know, when you shoot like a 36 roll, you may wind up with five shots that you love and the rest of them, you maybe just thumb through them. You don't really, 
I want to be more purposeful with my my film images instead of just trying to finish the role so I can develop it and see what it looks like. I want to be a little more careful. It's that way we have more keepers on the role, if you know what I mean. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're hearing that so much from people this this time around, right? I mean, that's kind of like, yeah. it seems to be kind of like a motif. It's yeah, doing definitely. zines and also like just being more purposeful in your shots. I really mm-hmm. like that. I did yeah. too. I mean, I, I, I feel like I get to like 20 and then I'm, I, my inspiration kind of goes and and then ends up sitting in the in the camera unless I just like end up shooting like 10 worthless shots, which I get like that doesn't that's, you know, wasteful because if I had just waited a little bit longer and, you know, until I'm inspired to shoot again, I could get 10 keepers. I doubt it, but, you know, <laughs> there's always hoping you have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. So um, we asked you to pick a photo you took and we kind of want you to dig into the day, the scene and the reason why you shot the photo. Okay. I don't know if Eric showed you, but I sent him a photo of, it was taken inside a prison church. Yes. Oh, yes. I have it up. It is amazing. I absolutely <laughs> love it. <laughs> this, this church looks like a church that you'd see outdoors. It's very unusual. So, um, when I went inside the church, it was interesting looking out the window and seeing that guard tower right there because, you know, in the church, it's it's a holy place and sanctuary. But looking through that broken glass and seeing the guard tower, you knowing that someone's up there with a gun watching. Mm-hmm. It's just a word I can't explain. So I made sure, s- set up my tripod and frame it. And I think everyone who looks at that photo, you know, may have a slightly different interpretation of it. But I think it, it, it has a good meaning to it. I'm glad I shot it in black and white also. Yeah. That's what I'm, yeah, it yeah. works so well. It just works. It's perfectly framed. Uh, I do. I love that for the four squares of it and then the broken glass and it's it's really just perfectly framed. Yeah, yeah. Um I, I ran out of color film in the church, so I had to I had no choice but to switch to black and white. So um there you go. That's how, oh, <laughs> that's that, how So would you have shot it in color otherwise, do you think? Uh Man, that's I probably would have, yeah. and not realize it. But the interesting thing is, inside the top of that tower, I was able to climb to the top of the tower. The door was open. Wow! Uh, yeah, <laughs> this I don't want to say where the this church, this um prison is, but it's in a small town. You know, Eric, you you visit a lot of small towns that the time has forgotten. Oh yes, and that's the reason when I. Driving through that town looking for images, I saw this prison. And when I noticed there's no one around, no police, no cars in the parking lot, I didn't plan to go in, but um, there was an opening in the fence. The fence was cut open. Mm-hmm. There was no sign, no trespassing. <clears throat> so I, I just said, let me let me just take a shot of the outside of this church. And then, then I found the door, front door was open. It was ajar. Wow. Um, that's how I was able to explore that prison. Is It's not a federal facility anymore. Um, it's owned by a private company, bought it, hoping to turn it into something to for the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I don't recommend people go into abandoned places like that. It, it just I thought it was a safe risk at the moment. Sure. And I got some really awesome images from that place. Yeah, yeah definitely did. It's oh, The grain is perfect on this. I'm taking a look closer into the guard tower. And the grain just plays with the image so well. Yeah, and you climb yeah. that guard tower all the way up to the top. There was a wasp nest near the top. <laughs> that almost, you know, decided not. But I said, I'm, I'm, all, I'm only going to do this once in my lifetime type of thing. Yeah. So I said, hurry up, take a shot, you know, and, and get out of here quick. <laughs> wow. Now that it's over, I now that I've done it, I'm looking back and I'm like, wow, you really went in there, you know? But <laughs> my adrenaline. I'm, if you don't mind, there's one interesting story I can tell you about that person. Yeah, go for it. it that, that church in 1995, six prisoners dug a tunnel out. That's where I was taking that photo, mm-hmm. almost direct beneath me. I, I did some research and they dug a tunnel out. Um, and they escaped near the guard tower, but as they were running, the guard saw them and um, mm. one of them got caught and little by little they got caught months and weeks later. But um, 
it was a very daring escape and it's something that really could have been a movie and i didn't know that happened until after i left the prison and did a little research wow (laughs) wow Um, okay, well, circling our back around, we probably should have switched these questions around a little bit. But circling back around to uh, the the prison shot that you that you uh, were talking about, we want to know like what what draws you to entering these places when most people are pretty content to just like look at them from the road or not at all. Man, if, as long as it's safe, as long as it's no danger of getting arrested. To, um, to inside abandoned places, you can see some beautiful, poignant kind of scenes. You know, like in the guard tower, I saw a paper on the ground where they all signed in what time they clocked in and clocked out. Mm. And um, it's just like freezing time, almost kind of like a Chernobyl, visiting Chernobyl type of thing. So sure. In no way, shape or form, I don't want to encourage people to, 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 you know, listen to this and go run to abandoned buildings, you know. We got to be safe and smart, and um, yeah, absolutely, and, and use common sense. Yeah, of course. Okay, so Risa, recently you tested uh, Lomography's newly released or soon to be released, or I guess released now, uh, f- color film Metropolis. Uh, oh. What were your thoughts on that? I saw some of your photos from it. It looks very gritty. Uh, what do you think of it? Um, the first roll, I I kind of messed it up. I kind of overexposed it, but now that I've shot it. Um, I shoot it at 400 ISO and I don't meter for the shadows. I really like it. It, My results look a little different than Lomography's, but it has like a a nice watercolory look to it. And I notice it's very important to realize that reds and, and, and yellows and oranges kind of pop while all the other colors kind of look monotonous. Yeah. So that's important to consider when you're composing how you want it to look. So get some reds yeah. in there. Uh, if if that's what you want. Yeah. But if you don't, it, I still have a lot more experiment to do. This I'm I've only done like three rolls of it, so, so I I think it's I think it's an advanced film because because of the diff, so many different effects you can get. Um, if you shoot it at one hundred ISO, it'll look kind of super blown out. The highlights. Yeah. Um, and if you shoot it at four hundred, it looks very normal but muted. I think it's a good film. Yeah. It's too expensive though. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pricey. Uh so you have a YouTube channel and you review items. Um I remember watching one of your videos on cyanotypes like in camera. I was wondering if you could quickly walk us through the process of um doing a cyanotype in camera. Okay, real quickly, you just you you put the chemical on a paper. Um and you make it the same size as your camera frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it needs ultraviolet, strong ultraviolet light, you really want to leave your, your camera like wide open aperture. Okay. Try, if it's a cloudy day, you're probably not going to get an image. So I, I usually leave it at least 10 minutes. And um, you remember when photography started in the 17 or early 1800s, how the exposures were long and they were very obscure looking? Yes. That's that's kind of the results you can get with an in-camera cyanotype. So you really have to be creative in, in what you're aiming it at. And, and I found that silhouettes work best. And, you know, um, that's the most sharpest defined image you're going to get. Okay. But, um, yeah. I was doing them with my daughter and I said, why? This is light sensitive. Why has no one ever put this in a camera? So, um, yeah, that's what gave me the idea. I'm glad I, I'm glad I tried it. So, yeah, uh you you coat the you coat the paper I guess, and you throw it in the in the camera, and so yep. how do you develop it then? Oh, um, that's that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> normally, normally when you rinse that cyanotype, all the chemical comes off, and the the part that was exposed to the sun remains a, a beautiful blue. Mm, okay. But because the in-camera cyanotype is so weak, it's such a latent image. If you try to rinse it, um, it'll rinse off completely. So it's in, it's like a digital, it's an analog digital process in the sense where you will need to scan that paper um, and process it from there. Reverse the image because it's okay. a negative. From, right. yeah, so from a negative to a positive. So you don't dip it in water and like hydrogen peroxide or anything. You just pull it out and go and scan it right away yeah i've tried dipping it in hydrogen and 
it rinses completely off. So yeah, the sun is not able to burn it into the paper as it would if you left it directly. That's that's the, that's the only sad part about it is it's mm. not a you're not getting the most out of the cyanotype. Yeah, but uh, you do get some beautiful images. And I always like the idea of why is it that a big company has to be the one to make film? We we should there should be a way we can make our own light sensitive material. So I think that's what got me enthusiastic about trying. Hmm. You know that. Um, this is the question that we we're asking everybody to call in uh, for the next episode. Uh, it is: Are there a is there a certain subject that you feel is inappropriate to photograph? Are there boundaries or lines that you won't personally cross? Man, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know Ted Vieira on YouTube. He has a f- photography channel. But no. I agree. Um, you know, in Miami, there's a lot of homeless people. And I and I respect them to the utmost. So that's that's the one line I, I think is not to, not to photograph homeless people unless it's part of a bigger project, you know. Or I okay. ask them permission for a reason. Um mm-hmm. And when I'm doing street photography, one rule I have is, you know, respect the people in the sensor. If I'm going to take, not to shove the camera in their face, you know, take it in a kind of respectful kind of way so that I'm not interfering with them. Um, those are the only two rules I really kind of hard rules I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we both have those two. We do. <laughs> yeah, we, we agree. <laughs> really match up when, when it comes to that. <laughs> for sure respect respect, respect. yeah because my daughter she'll be like daddy you're taking photos of people you didn't ask she doesn't know the history of street photography you know so <laughs> yeah. it's, you know sometimes you just can't help it it's it's part of the it's part of the skill of being a good photographer is getting a good street shot like that yeah yeah absolutely is there anything so else i guess yeah, that's all our questions. Oh. Should we have gotten more? <laughs> no, I think we're all out of questions. <laughs> um, all right, man. Thank you, guys. And um, I will be listening to your future podcasts and um, rooting for your success. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, thank you so, so much. much. All right, you guys. You guys have a good night. Much respect. All right. Thank you. All you right. too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Take care. So with the new year, we thought we'd introduce a new segment. So each episode, we're going to be picking a photo that we took, and we're going to dig into the day, the scene, the reasons why we shot it, um, and kind of mention the stuff around it, and, and all of that, kind of dig into the why of our photography. For the first photos, we're actually picking out a selection from the zine that we did called Fuck Yeah We Do. You can get it on, on, on Etsy, and there's links in the show notes and all of that. And so the photos that we're going to be talking about are the ones in the centerfold. So if you get the zine, open it right up to the middle. Uh, Vanya's is on the left. Mine is on the right. And so Vanya, would you like to talk a little bit about your photo? Yes. So my picture, I took that uh, going up the switchbacks of Angel's Landing. In Zion National Park, Utah? Yes. Nice. It was April 3rd, 2019. I shot it with my Mamiya RB67. So basically the lightest camera I could find for a (laughs) decent size hike. The Angel's Landing hike was something that we wanted to do. We just weren't sure exactly how far we were going to get. So if you haven't been to Zion or have experienced Angel's Landing, it is a very intense hike with a lot of switchbacks. I think that for the most part, everybody could do it. Just take your time. (laughs) (laughs) I basically made it all the way up to the third set of chains with my daughter. And then she kind of like gave me this look and and I just knew that we were done. I will mention that we kind of got a late start because my daughter likes to sleep in. If we had gotten on the bus maybe an hour earlier, we probably would have made it with like no people. But for some reason we got there and there was just a ton of people on top. I took the shot when we were on our way back down. I had my waist level viewfinder on the camera. So I wasn't shooting with a prism. And I remember how awkward I had to adjust the camera to get the shot. Kind of looking out over an edge. And I've done that before with the waist level finder. And that is kind of terrifying. Yeah, it's a little terrifying. But I really enjoy what the picture shows. You know, you you see people climbing up the trail and they just look tiny like little ants. I was so high. (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought they were ants. <laughs> so I, I I really like it. A funny story about um what happened actually right after this shot. I was putting the camera back and I realized that my jacket wasn't on my waist and it wasn't in my backpack because I kind of was like wrapping the camera around the jacket, you know, just like give it extra cushion. And I'm like, oh my, (laughs) I left my jacket at the top because we decided to like have lunch. Like it's kind of like a, a spot where everybody kind of picnics. Okay. Uh, right before you get to the chain. So we had stopped and like made sandwiches or whatever and realized, oh my God, my jacket's still up there. <laughs> so I probably could have just left it and been fine. But this was my, f- I mean, I'm 30, I think I'm 36. I'm not sure, but I think I'm 36. And this is my first brand new rain jacket I've ever owned in my entire life. I've always had like used jackets. I just got it right before the trip. I was like so happy with it and I left it. (laughs) So I was like, no way I'm going back up. I have to do it. So I went up those switchbacks again and it was brutal. The first time was hard. The second time (laughs) was just absolutely awful. And people were so nice and encouraging, like you're almost there. And then finally I was like getting to the point where I was so frustrated. I finally told someone like, yeah, I know I'm almost there because I just did this (laughs) like 15 minutes ago. (laughs) Okay, so you shot this with the RB67, which is a yes. huge camera, which I, I get mm-hmm. it. You know, it's I have one too. I love it. And you shot it with with uh, Portra 160. Is there a reason that you chose that, or is it just what you had in? I had brought color and mostly black and white. Honestly, I brought a bunch of black and white, but I had like two rolls of color, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna throw it in there and see what happens. I've seen some of your other Zion shots, the black mm-hmm. and white ones, and they're pretty stunning. Oh, well, thank you. It's a pretty stunning place. It is, yeah. So you are going to talk about the shot that's right next to mine. Yeah, Yes, I am. Taking with a Kodak Brownie, number two, Model D. Tell me about the camera first. Okay, the camera is a 1914 box camera. Of course. It's cut. Yeah, well, it's it's it was my first non-Holga film camera. Well, medium format film camera. And so I really mm-hmm. wanted something that was interesting and old and all of that. And I found that. This was one of the first rolls I took with it. I think maybe the second roll that I took oh, with cool. it. And for the most part, okay, so the picture is of something called Rowena Loops on Route 30 in Oregon. Uh, it's a pretty famous place. A lot of people on like a lot of bicyclists like to do it. And uh, it's an old road. It's interesting. It's, it's pretty, it's, it's beautiful, especially when the sun hits it just right. And something magical happened with this. And I don't know what it is because pretty much every other picture I took that weekend was really bad, like really bad. I had no idea what I was doing or no idea what to shoot. And pretty much all of them were kind of, God, what was I doing? But this one, something about it just happened. And this lens is, I mean, it's old, so it's not situated quite right. And so there's a bit of a tilt feel to it. So it Mm -hmm. almost looks like a model. And again, not my doing. It just happens to be this way. I I flicked the lever, the the film was exposed. I took it home. I think I even, I I don't think I even developed this. I think it was, I think I sent this out. I think I was still sending out my my color at this point. When did you take this? What year? Uh, This was 2012, the first year I got back into film photography. Oh, Yes, this was a very early shot for me, and I—it's one of my favorites. I I still, I still really dig it. Since then, I've tried to recreate it in every format: thirty-five, medium, and and large. Trying to recreate this image, and I can't do it. It was a a bit of magic. Have you shot it with the brownie again? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess I, I guess I was like, well, I've already done that, (laughs) so now I haven't. I haven't. Well. And it's interesting that you shot it with the Velvia and it's the colors. I, I don't know. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I, I, I discovered cross-processing really early and I really liked the idea. Oh, this is cross-processed. Okay. Yeah. And I was kind of bratty. I wanted to shoot slide film in really old cameras that have no settings whatsoever. And so I did. And some of my favorite photos are that. And I still do that once in a while. I like that we both of these photos are kind of like a tilt photo. You know, it looks like a model, both of them. Yeah, there's a a definite depth to both Mm -hmm. of these. 
And I really, I really, that's why I think you uh, put them together. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Thank you. <laughs> What's the shutter speed on that? Um, Like 130th, maybe. Okay. Maybe 120th. It's not much. Hold it steady. Did you, yeah, did you hold, just hand hold this one? Uh, I probably laid it on, a, there's a little wall sort of thing. Little like okay. uh, waist level wall and I probably put it on that. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, I guess that, that really covers our first foray into this. We hope to kind of delve into more of our photography and just kind of talk a little bit, a little bit more about our lives and what we expect out of photography and what we are doing with it. Okay, um, I'm going to try to remember what we used to say about zines. Back in the day when blah, 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 blah. Yeah, basically. So... <laughs> Back when we were kids, Vanya and I were both really into zines. And, and then it was all punk rock and Greyhound buses and, I don't know, zine things. But now it's film photography, right? I mean, so yes. Vanya, you've got, you've got some zines to review. What have you got? I'm going to kind of rewind. I wanted to talk about Anne Zine. Anne was on a few episodes ago. So after she came on the podcast, we traded zines. So three of them are self-portraits that were taken with Polaroid. Uh, one was taken on the back roads on the way back home. And there's another one, maybe my favorite, a selection of five things. It's a collection of emulsion lifts and it has typewritten words and it is absolutely brilliant and is really a traditional zine maker. And with a single, like when I say that, I mean, she makes a zine out of a single piece of paper folded up. So anyways, if you're interested in picking up one of Anne's zines, I did message her recently and she said that she had some. Um, just message her on Instagram. Her handle is at Anne Holland. Yes. Oh, yeah. We love her zines. Love her zines. So the one I'm doing is by Tony Skokovic. It is called 72619. It's a 20-page color and black and white 6x6 square zine. All of the photos were taken on a single walk that he took through some green space in Toronto. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I've always wanted to do something like this, and it's so neat to see it. The photos were taken on expired color, some on old Sfema, and a couple of rolls of Ilford here and there. So if, you, if you'd like... I really recommend it. You can pick it up at junctionrails.ca for a little over $10. Definitely recommend it. His IG handle is at junctionrails, and we will have a link to all of that in the show notes as well. Definitely pick it up. Uh, we are actually doing a third, kind of a third and fourth zine. We were both sent zines this week by Edward Conde, and you probably know him from the Granny Days podcast, as well as the Ultra Low ISO podcast. He has two zines, and we both got different ones. I got one called half frame and this is a what 20-ish page perfect bound of photos taken with a half frame some of some of our triptychs and diptychs and quad ticks i'm not sure what they call them at that point <laughs> four pictures strung together though and it's really really a, a great zine I, I i really dig it i really really dig it which i realize is kind of a generic thing to say mine is all half frame shots and it's a nice little zine because of that what is yours what is layover about layover was a is a zine he made uh, when he found himself stuck at an airport for seven hours. Jesus. Um, yeah. So he had a seven hour layover and he decided to put on some music and walk around with his camera and film. And he silently captured his layover. And it's pretty amazing. Actually, a lot of the pictures you, you could, you could see the emptiness and like loneliness of, this time, at least, that he was there, you know, a lot of empty seats and like wide open spaces with natural light coming in. Um, it's really well done. Very beautiful. Uh, we will have links to this in the show notes. And I believe the zines are very reasonably priced. So new year, new us, right, Eric? We're uh, trying some new things? We are, we are. We have some <laughs> some resolutions that we will hopefully keep better than most resolutions. 
The yeah. one thing we're trying is a website, or rather just a WordPress blog. Uh, we're going to try to do show notes on there, upload some photos, and just kind of keep everybody on the same page where if you want to find what we're doing in the episode, it'll be there. If we're talking about a photo, yeah, it'll be there. More detailed. Yeah. Now, most of that information is going to be available on whatever you listen to podcasts on. So that website is authorlens.wordpress.com. Don't expect a lot, and you will not be uh, unhappy. Uh, but that's not the only thing that we're trying new, is it? No, it's not. We're also doing something new. We're doing some mini episodes. Um, Dev Party is what we decided <laughs> to call them. Uh, these will be mini episodes that come between our main episodes. Our main episodes run roughly an hour. These will run maybe 15, maybe 20 minutes on the outside. We've already done one, so go back and check that out. We will have another one up in a week. Uh, we are going to be talking, at least at first, mostly about developing. We're both kind of getting really into developing lately. Uh, yes. We've been doing something interesting where we will talk to each other while we're developing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's helped us both become more careful developers. I'm really looking forward to trying just some new tips. You know, it's kind of neat to hear how he develops and what the difference between both of our styles are. And, you know, just trying to patent it down in a fun way, but then also trying like new things and, you know, making something new, like a new developer and why I would choose this developer over another one. I, I mean, I mean, honestly, it's it's just really exciting to me. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else is excited about it, but I am. Yeah, I don't know. We've gotten some decent feedback on the first dev party. And it kind of like, oh, well, we were just kind of doing it almost as a one-off, just sort of an idea, throwing it out there, something over the holidays for fun. We got some good feedback. And I thought, well, maybe we could develop, develop, Jesus. I thought maybe we could make this into something a bit more. So the next one, we're going to talk uh, a bit about stop baths, for example. And then maybe the next one after that, we'll be doing some other trivia or some other weird developer, like, like Vanya said. We don't really know where we're going with this, but hopefully it'll be fun or at least short. Yeah, and hopefully we'll just at least get some negatives out of the deal, right? We Well, hopefully. Hopefully, uh, yes. <laughs> Such a cheese ball. <laughs> it was so cheesy. <laughs> Uh, so look for Dev Party coming in about a week. Okay, before we leave, I just wanted to say thank you to Jordan Collett at Raccoon Gaze on Instagram. Thank you so much for the Christmas card and film. I'm so excited. I know, Eric, you got one too, right? We, I did, yeah, we both got it, and it was really heartwarming. It's kind of cool. It's kind of yeah. cool. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate that. And so I guess that's all the podcasts we got for you this time around. Like I said, we'll be back in a week with Dev Party and back in two weeks with episode 10. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. The big 1-0. Yeah, double digits. Double digits. <laughs> All right. If you'd like to contact us, we're at allthroughalens.podcast on Instagram. By email, it's allthroughalens.podcast at gmail. And we're allthroughalens on Twitter. Vanya is Surf Martian. And Eric is conspiracy.of.cartographers. Both on Instagram. And, and speaking of Instagram, make sure to hashtag your stuff all through the lens podcast to be featured. We also do a Spotify playlist for each episode, so check those out and see what we're listening to. Just search all through a lens. You can also find our episodes on Spotify as well as on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever the hell else you find podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a review, okay? Come on. The music you're hearing now is Last Regiment of of syncopated drummers which you can find at lastregiment.com and thank you all so very much for listening see you soon um Vanya yes you want to go out and shoot fuck yeah I do let's go fucking who decided to put wires in bras Jesus Christ